Hello and welcome back. It is the Properly Purple Show episode 2. My name is Tommy. You can find me on Twitter at SkullHype. You can also find me on the Variety Sports Network. Great bunch of guys. We're having a lot of fun producing a lot of content for everybody. Hope you guys are all enjoying it. Kind of want to jump right into it. It is week one weekend. It is the weekend we've all been waiting for since last February, since the Super Bowl got over. Uh, Now we're sitting here uh, just a matter of hours, really, until... uh, Week one kickoff here with our uh, hometown and our beloved Minnesota Vikings kicking off the season against the arch-rival Green Bay Packers. Couldn't ask for much better to get the season started. You got the new coaching staff. You got Aaron Rodgers, the reigning MVP. You got Devontae Adams being traded. So now is Rodgers going to be the same with not as great of receivers? You got the Vikings coming in pretty healthy, pretty loaded on offense. Nobody really knows what's to expect from this new coaching staff and just a whole bunch of stuff back and forth. I think we're in for a great weekend of football here across the NFL along with the Minnesota Vikings and Green Bay Packers matchup. Uh, so let's just jump right into it. Probably purple show, so let's talk about our beloved Vikings. Uh, obviously not a great preseason from any result. Uh, as we learned, we don't – or uh, through training camp, we did not have a uh, backup quarterback on the roster in either Kellen Mond or Sean Mannion. Uh, so we went out, uh, Kawisi went out and did his deals and got us Nick Mullins and then cut both Sean Mannion and Kellen Mond. I don't think anybody saw that coming. I think they, uh, people probably predicted one would come back on the practice squad. But, you know, congrats to both Kellen and uh, Sean on finding new roles with their teams. Sean with Seattle and Kellen now with Cleveland. Uh, wish them both the best going forward, and who knows, maybe there'll be a reunion down the line sometime. I just hope they, uh, especially for Kellen being such a young player, hope he develops. Uh, learns his craft and he sticks around a while and makes more than just a career backup role of him. Maybe uh, find some playing time and gets an opportunity somewhere. Sean, he was a good player to have around. I know Kirk Cousins really spoke highly of him and loved having him around as a teammate. Obviously, at the end of the day, the NFL is a business and players understand that. So uh, best of luck to Sean in Seattle. Hopefully he can uh, find a way to help turn that uh, Seattle franchise. I think we all see is not doing so great since they uh, traded their beloved Russell Wilson away as well. Uh, so yeah, best of luck to those guys. Those are probably the two big cuts, along with defensive tackle Armin Watts. That was the more interesting one to me. He was slated to be a starter up there. Uh, obviously, uh, so cutting a guy of starting caliber like that, I just it's something beyond me. They're, this defense is up to something. Obviously, uh, and then the kind of surprising one of late that we got was uh, T.Y. McGill, who was our preseason here. Had a great preseason. Now he's... We were told a minor or not serious ankle injury, and now all of a sudden it's major enough that we cut him with uh, injury pay, basically. We paid him out uh, and cut him with his injury. Uh, so now we are looking at a new defensive line front uh, with Harrison Phillips obviously coming over from Buffalo, uh, Daniil Hunter and Zadaria Smith now uh, both considered linebackers, not defensive ends. Uh Obviously, no Michael Pierce up the middle. So there's a lot of things to watch for now that we've also cut Armin Watts. And now we're looking at guys uh, like Ross Ross Blacklock that we just picked up from the Texans for a draft pick. James Lynch, hoping to make an impact here in year three. TJ Smith coming on uh, as a rookie or uh, second-year player now, I'm sorry. Uh, Delvin Tomlinson still on the team. That's kind of the guy I think everybody now expects to see most of the work at defensive tackle. Jalen Twyman is uh, hanging around. I believe he's on the practice squad, if I'm not mistaken. He may be on the 53 roster. Uh, I think this defensive front is still going to be solid. I don't think Armin Watts really – losing him hurts because obviously it was a great depth piece to have behind Dalvin Tomlinson or Harrison Phillips. Uh, but I don't think at the end of the day that Armin Watts 
was going to determine our fate as a great team or not. Um, I think he was a nice depth piece to have, and obviously depth never hurts anywhere on the field. I think what surprised people the most is rolling into the season here. We got five players in the backfield. We have Dalvin Cook, obviously, Alexander Madison sticking around. I think a lot of people liked what they saw from Ty Chandler and thought Madison might be expendable. You know, And who knows, maybe he could be by season, by middle of the season here as teams get rolling. Injuries happen all over the place, and you're always one play away uh, from being called on. Uh, Kine and Wangu hanging around, likely going to see a lot of special teams action. We also got the rookie Phenom, who appears to be everything that we dreamed of in Ty Chandler. Great pass catcher, great speed, great burst. I think that's uh, something great. And we're also hanging on to C.J. Ham. I'm personally happy about that. C.J. is a good dude and a good player. I'm glad we hung on to him and found a way to make five backs work. I'm interested to see in Kevin O'Connell's offense how that's all going to pan out. Uh, it's uh, I, I, I don't think the preseason did us much justice. I think they, they gave away very minimal or tried to make the offense as simple as possible for both Kellen Mann and Sean Mannion before bringing in Nick Mullins in the trade. Uh I'm excited to see what this offense has to do on Sunday afternoon, a nationally televised game against the Green Bay Packers uh, coming to town. Should be a great time if you're going to the game like me. Uh, Yes, I'll be out on the plaza probably around 1 o'clock, 1.30 or so, getting my pregame on. Uh, If you guys see me around, I'll probably be wearing the same uh, Allen Page jersey. Feel free to say hello. I love uh, interacting with people. Uh, It's a great time. I'm happy to shake hands and talk to you for a few minutes. It's more than fine with me if you guys see me around. Uh, anyway, hopping back to the Vikings here for week one. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think the Vikings are going to beat the Packers this weekend. Maybe that's the Viking fan in me. I don't know. But I also think the Packers have a lot going on. Obviously, you know, we talk, you know, people here talk about the uh, lack of receivers that the Packers might have. Um, and they're also missing two offensive linemen. People really haven't talked a whole lot about that. We're talking about how Alan Lazard and uh, – uh, Romeo Dobbs and all these other names that might be having to play receiver for them are going to have to make an impact this week. They're also missing David Bakhtiari, their left tackle, and a guard, Elton Jenkins, uh, are both going to miss the game as well. So there's two holes up the gut there. On the defensive line, we hear about this improved pass rush. We're going to get a chance to see it. With no Jenkins and no Bakhtiari, we have no reason to not be blitzing the butt off of uh, Aaron Rodgers and going all out on him. I think he's going to be under duress. I don't think his receivers are going to live up to the rep. I think Patrick Peterson can play a solid game against a receiver of that level. I think we're going to see a pretty good game from Cam Dantzler. We've seen him do well before against these lower to mid-level receivers. I'm curious to see how uh, Andrew Booth, the rookie, if he ever gets to make an appearance, will do. I think the Vikings are going to take a win at home this weekend. Aaron Rodgers has uh, two career wins at U.S. Bank Stadium since it opened in 2016. Uh, he is 2-5 all-time uh, there. He won the season opener in 2020. Fans were not allowed at the stadium for that one with uh, the COVID uh, going on, unfortunately. And then also I believe it was the season before they had beaten the Vikings right around Christmas time at the end of the season, kind of dashed our playoff hopes a bit there. Um uh, I think that uh, they're going to come to town. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, I'm not going to discredit the Packers receivers. They are NFL-level receivers. The Packers know what they have. If they really needed a receiver, they would have gone out and traded some assets to get one. I think Aaron Rodgers, is, as we compare like guys like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, doesn't need an elite receiver to be good. Um, I think Rodgers is going to make this a game no matter what. Uh, I don't think we can discredit anything the Packers are going to do out there. 
Uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a hard hitting game. It's gonna be a strategic game. I want to see how Kevin O'Connell handles it, being his first time play caller. Didn't really get that opportunity, but he worked under Sean McVay, who's uh, being called one of the greatest minds of the current football generation. So I'm curious to see how that goes there. There's also uh, looking through the 53 man roster here. The Vikings went kind of short on receivers on the 53 man. Uh, they are carrying Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, obviously are kind of the big three. Jalen Rieger, kind of the interesting pickup uh, out of the uh, late uh, 53-man period there. Likely to see a lot of time right away as a punt returner and kick returner specialist. I think in time, I think we will see Jalen Rieger. We might get to see him a little bit this weekend. Uh, and I'm interested to see how this offense and this group of receivers is going to work against a highly touted uh, group of Packers defenders. We hear a lot about the Packers defense. I think this group is going to have to put them to work in order to succeed this weekend. And I have very little doubt that they're going to be able to do so. I think Kirk Cousins is going to start showing out. Obviously, we've seen people predicting around the NFL, whether it's NFL Network or whatnot, predicting Kirk Cousins to win MVP this year. I think Kirk's a good quarterback. I think he's above average. I'm not ready to come out here and call him elite or top five or anything like that. I think he has lived up to his contract. The Vikings haven't produced around him. It's not up to Kirk Cousins to play every position on the field. We can't expect him to be the sole reason we go to the playoffs. I think we need uh, more assistance from our defense. I think we're going to get that a little bit this year. Ed Donatel coming in. I'm interested to see more of what we do there. Like I said, I think preseason was a very basic, very confined amount of uh, place on the field that we saw very – conservative effort they want to give away too many tips and tricks to the Packers for week one I think the Vikings kind of saw what they're going to have to do here uh, to uh, really go into the season strong and they're going in healthy they really don't have any big name players out and Irv Smith Jr. will be back for week one I'm excited about Irv I've loved Irv since we drafted him I just wish he could stay healthy so maybe this is the year and this thumb injury is it that's the hope and dream, I would love to see what Irv can do with a full season of work under him. I think Irv's a hell of a player. He's a great downfield pass catcher. He's a great possession guy. We hung on to uh, Johnny Munt, who came over with Kevin O'Connell. I think he's going to be more of a blocking guy. He's also more of a Tyler Conklin type. He can also catch. He's also a decent blocker. Ben Ellison uh, coming in at 6'3", 250, kind of heavier end of our tight ends. I think he's also going to be a big blocker. He might, you know, obviously I think every tight end and every fullback is going to get their handful, maybe a couple catches a game, probably not going to, you know, be on the fantasy fa- fantasy football waiver wire a whole lot looking for Ben Ellison to be picked up. I think he can be a productive guy for us. I'm excited to see what this offense can do this weekend. Like I said, I think they're going to come away with a win at home on week one. If that's a bull prediction, give it to me. I'll take it. I think that the chemistry, it sounds like we've heard from guys like Delvin Cook and other guys say that the chemistry around the building has been a lot better. Just the Zimmer stories keep coming. I really don't even want to get into it. There's been so many that have come out about how just how much of a bitter old man Mike Zimmer was. And as much as I loved Zimmer, I will hope for success under Zimmer. To hear these stories come out is really just kind of heartbreaking to know that this is a guy that we had brought in to be head coach and we kind of kept around. People thought for too long, and now I'm starting to agree with them that we hung on to a guy for this long. Kevin O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell brings a young, vibrant mind into this uh, team. I think a team that needed a little rejuvenation. Kirk Cousins, obviously, he's age 34, so he can still play, but 
you know, if he really doesn't progress, he's not going to be an age 40 guy like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, or any of those. I think he's got a few good years left. If he starts to make a run here in his late prime, he could maybe play till 38, 39. Um, I, I think so. I think we needed that wrong re, young rejuvenation to help maybe get to his utmost potential that we've got now as he's going to age 34, 35. Uh, Delvin Cook, obviously 27. We know kind of 30 is really the high end for running back, so that means we only maybe have a few years left of Delvin Cook, especially if he keeps battling these injury bugs. We had that ankle injury last year that seemed to nag him. Uh, obviously, we have guys like Adam Thielen who aren't getting any younger either. Thielen himself is uh, – 32 years old, kind of a right at that point where we also see receivers start to drop. Thankfully, we have Justin Jefferson here uh, and can kind of groom him to be our full-time wide receiver one and then search for another two, whether it's draft or free agency in the next couple of years here as Thielen kind of runs into the back end of his career. I think that the young rejuvenation will kind of bring the life back to this team. You know, obviously, like I just talked about, we've got some aging pieces and just – I think just a change of energy. These guys were all negative and down because Mike Zimmer was a bitter old man, and now Kevin O'Connell's coming on a smiling, happy face every day and wants to see these guys work and wants to build the team. I feel a team aspect out of everything I've heard from and about Kevin O'Connell, people that have been in the locker room, people who have just talked to him at media day. They don't think it's a face. They think he's been a very genuine uh, very genuine guy to be around, and I'm glad the Vikings were able to find a team like that. Obviously, our one big problem we've had seen for years on end now is kickers. Greg Joseph returning to the Vikings as their kicker had a great camp and preseason from what we had uh, from what we had heard. Um, I'm excited about Greg the Leg. I think he's a solid kicker. Obviously, you know we had a couple misses last year and one against that Cardinals in Week Two. I think kind of turned the season on its head a little bit after the heartbreaking loss Week One to the Bengals. Um, I'm glad we brought Greg back. I know there are some other options we could have pursued for a kicker out there, and we learned how valuable kickers are. Uh, Ryan Wright won the starting job over uh, Jordan Berry. I was kind of surprised, but then I see Ryan Wright coming out here and kicking bombs off of his foot. Uh, I was rookie out of Tulane, a 6'3", 245-pound punter. I've never seen that before uh, in my all my years of following football. So I'm excited to see what we got in store on the special team side of it as well. Um uh, also looking at so we'll just kind of run through the Vikings you know projected starting lineup for week one here obviously Kirk Cousins running back Delvin Cook at running back CJ Hams and he still get the time as fullback whether that's more of just a backup running back role or a blocking running back could very well be the case uh wide receiver one obviously Justin Jefferson uh wide receiver two Adam Thielen uh starting tight end Irv Smith Jr. with Johnny Munt listed as the number two uh, Christian Darrisaw getting the start week one. Glad to see he's fully healthy. Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, Ed Ingram, the rookie from LSU, earning the starting spot, uh, leading to free agent Jesse Davis getting a quick boot out of town over to Pittsburgh. I'm very excited about Ed Ingram. I like him a lot. I hope we are able to groom him into a long-term piece for us. And obviously our stable horse on the offensive line, Brian O'Neill. I am very happy Brian is still with us. I hope he's here for a long time. I like what Brian O'Neill brings to the table. He's big, he's fast, he's got strength. He's a uh, multi-time pro bowler now. He's a great player for us to have at right tackle, guarding the front side for Kirk Cousins there. Going to our defense, as we were talking about, Dalvin Tomlinson uh, listed as a starter along with Harrison Phillips. That's kind of a spot that I think Armin Watts and Dalvin Tomlinson were battling over. And also uh, Jonathan Bullard listed as a starter 
Interested to see if that holds or if Russ Blacklock, a former second-round pick, might end up uh, picking up some time here in week one. Uh, linebackers listed as Daniil Hunter, Eric Kendricks, Jordan Hicks, and Zadarius Smith. I love that group out of all of our position groups going into week one. That is the one I love the most right there is that group of linebackers. Eric Kendricks, everybody thinks he's, you know, I've heard he's too small to play. I don't think he's too small to play. I'm, it's a football IQ position. Kendricks is one of the smartest minds that's ever blessed the Minnesota Vikings, and he's a great guy around the NFL. He's a top-tier linebacker. Glad we hung on to him. Hopefully we can get a contract extension done with him. I want him here long-term. He's a great, smart player to have, and I think a great player to go in and lead this linebacker group into a fresh new era of Vikings football here. Uh, Then we have at corners. We are right now looking at uh, Patrick Peterson and Cameron Dantzler as our starting corners. I think against this group of Packer receivers, like I mentioned previously, this is a good matchup for them. Um, I think they are both better than the Packers receivers are going to be. Obviously, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is, as we know, a freaking genius out on the football field. He's a wizard. He makes the great plays. He makes the great throws. I just don't think his receivers are going to hold him up to par. I think this is a good game for Peterson and Dancer to really show up and show out. Uh, Chandon Sullivan and Andrew Booth listed as backups, along with a Caleb Evans, a fellow rookie, to uh, Andrew Booth and uh, Chris Boyd also making the 53-man. I think I like that group of corners a lot. Um, I think Booth and Evans have a lot to prove here that maybe they can be long-term pieces for us. Chandon Sullivan coming over from the Packers, obviously. Um, might know this offense pretty well. And then Chris Boyd's been around here a while. He's kind of bounced up and down between safety, corner, just utility defensive back. I think he's a guy. I like him. I think he's getting better. I think he's earned this spot. Hopefully he gets some play time to show what he can do. And then the guys in the way back, Harrison Smith and Cam Bynum right now listed to get the start rather than rookie Lewis Seen. I think Seen will get some time. Bynum's going to get maybe the start of the game, and Bynum's going to get – or I'm sorry, Bynum will start the game, and Seen will come in and get – uh, some work in there as well. I don't think you're going to see Cam Bynum out there all day by himself with Harrison Smith. Josh Metellus has earned the fourth safety role and will likely be backing up uh, Harrison Smith mostly. If one of them were to go down, I think Lewis Seen fills in at either one for him. I think we're going to get to see a lot of Lewis Seen right off the bat here. A lot to like in your potential starting lineup for your Minnesota Vikings this weekend. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, Looking at some other aspects of the game, obviously we talked about Aaron Rodgers. He's just a wizard. We got the Packers receivers. We got their out, their injuries. Their defense we hit briefly on. Their defense is supposed to be a top five defense this year. And if that's true, this team could be dangerous, especially if Aaron Rodgers can get these receivers onto a level that makes Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers, uh, more or less. I think the Packers are going to be carried by their defense. In the years that they have been, they've gone to Super Bowls. So... Who's to say that they can't do it again just because Devontae Adams is gone? Uh, so I think this is a big week one for the Vikings. I think this is the time for the Vikings to shine, more or less. I really believe that this team on paper right now is a team that can go at home week one, pumped up crowd, 65,000 strong, doing the skull chant, and beat the Green Bay Packers at home, a team that people love to win the division just because we have a lot of uncertainty with our new uh coaching staff and everything else going on with us as well. I think a lot of people are overlooking the Vikings. Obviously we've heard, you know, as I mentioned, people mentioned Kirk Cousins for possible MVP candidate. I guess only time will tell on that. Uh, more or less, it's the Packers are obviously, you know, the favorites. They, you know, went to the FC championship game again last year and got that bad loss to the 49ers at home. This is the game for the Vikings to really just step up and say, this is our spot now. 
Obviously, Matt LaFleur, a very respected young head coach. Aaron Rodgers seems to like him, get along with him. Obviously, he's been kind of quirky and kind of weird in the media in the past, so we don't know if those are his true feelings or not. Uh, but this is the time. If the Vikings really want to do this, like, oh, it's his first game. We can't let that go by. Kevin O'Connell's got to go out there and understand he needs to win this game. It's not a make or break if they win this game of season. Obviously, week one, a lot of time left. I think uh, this is – but this would be a huge win, A, for the Vikings to gain momentum, B, for Kevin O'Connell as a head coach. I think it would go a long way for the team, and I like their chances to do so at home. Uh, if you're into sports betting like I am, the current line right now is Packers by a point and a half on the road at the Vikings. Uh, I would take – obviously, as I said, I think the Vikings are going to win this game, so if you're going to play the spread, take the Vikings. If you want to take the money line, you're probably going to make a little extra right now betting on the Vikings. Uh, to win outright and give away that point and a half to the Packers. Uh, I think we're in for a treat this Sunday. I think it's going to be, obviously, at Vegas agrees, a very tightly contested game. Uh, I'm sorry, I was pulling up uh, some betting odds here on the Vikings. We have, uh, let's see, yep, uh, Vikings by or point and a half. And then there's also over-unders are on here. Over under right now is 46 and a half. So they're predicting a relatively low scoring game. Uh, so figure 46 and a half is about 23 points apiece. So they're predicting like a 24, 23 ball game. And they're going to say the Packers are going to win it. I'm not buying that personally. I think this is a, uh, I think I'm not going to go and say this is the Vikings game to lose. I think the Packers are a good team, but this is a very winnable game for our beloved Minnesota Vikings. And I think that they can get her done at home in front of this pumped up crowd. Season opener, 3.30 kickoff. I think this is the time for the Vikings to do uh, what they need to do and go out there and get this W. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. As I said, I will be at the game. So please, if you run into me on the plaza or something, please feel free to say hello. I love uh, interacting with people outside of Twitter and my computer here, of course. Uh, it's looking around the NFL now, kind of just kick it, you know, change gears a little bit here. Obviously, we saw a season kickoff on Thursday night here. The Bills uh, with a 31 to 10 victory over the Rams. I don't think many saw that big of a margin coming. Josh Allen looked great despite his couple turnovers. Uh, had three touchdown passes, one rushing, 297 yards passing. Uh, Cooper Cup, even uh, obviously the Rams had to throw the ball a lot. Had 13 receptions. I think he showed why he's one of the best receivers in the league. Uh, a big win for the Bills, obviously, go across the country to L.A. in the heat with the massive heat wave they have going on over in California right now. Big win for the Bills. I think they stay rolling. Uh, I think that's going to be a very tough Buffalo team to beat as the season rolls on. Other games around the NFL this weekend, we got Saints at Falcons. That's a very interesting matchup. You know, being the Falcons, obviously, have Desmond Ritter on their bench behind Marcus Mariota. Uh, their whole uh, Calvin Ridley saga is still going on. You still got, uh, and they picked up uh, Drake London, uh, the rookie from USC in the draft this year. I think there's a lot to like there. However, I think the Saints are just a little bit better on paper, especially with Elman Kamara not being suspended after his uh, offseason incident. Jameis Winston is back for him. Michael Thomas sounds like he's back. They have a pretty good defense, a pretty good O-line. I think this is uh, the Saints are going to take this game. Uh, 49ers are traveling to Chicago to play the Bears. Uh, I really believe this is the 49ers game to lose. Uh, the Bears obviously had a lot of changes. They traded Khalil Mack. They uh, traded Allen Ro- or got rid of Allen Robinson. They've lost a lot of pieces. Um, they're a very young team trying to build around Justin Fields. I think Fields, in order for any Bears success this year, will have to take a massive step up. Um, I like the 49ers on the road. Uh, I think the 49ers should have that game in hand. Uh, one of the 
easier picks of the weekend in my book. Uh, Bengals and Steelers. Obviously, I'm going to go with the team that just went to the Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals. A lot to like there. Young Joe Burrow back and healthy after that torn ACL's rookie season. Year two of Jamar Chase being teamed up with his college quarterback and Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon had a great season last year. Their defense uh, wasn't elite last year, but it was solid enough, especially when their offense was that good last year. They kind of uh, it was good enough to get by. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that all again this year. I think teams maybe have now figured them out after this long. Uh, but week one at home against Pittsburgh, I think this is the uh, Bengals game to lose. I like Joe Burrow at home. I think Burrow's going to have a big day against this team. He might get sacked a few times with that not-so-great offensive line in front of him and T.J. Watt coming at him. Uh, but I like the Bengals to roll on that one. Eagles and Lions uh, week one. This has been a very popular uh, survivor pool pick. Uh, picking the Eagles on the road over Detroit. I'm saying not so fast here. Uh, I think this is what uh, sports players might call a trap game. Uh, right now it is the Eagles are currently favored by five points, according to Las Vegas. Um, I I think the Eagles can win. However, I think the Lions are going to make this very interesting. You know, Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl. He's not a bad quarterback. He's not great, though, either. Uh, the Lions showed flashes of life last year. They got DeAndre Swift. They have Amon Ross St. Brown, who kind of broke out with them a little bit last year. They got some pieces there, and I think if the Eagles are going in there too confident, and obviously we hear a lot about Detroit Stadium. It's dark. It's a weird crowd because they're never that great of a team that they don't draw that well. Kind of a weird place to play. I think the Lions at home uh, very well could pull off the upset this weekend and beat the Eagles. Uh, who have been fully reloaded now. A.J. Brown uh, going over from Tennessee to him. Miles Sanders hoping to have a better season from last year. It sounds like he's a full go to start the year. Devontae Smith going to be slating in there. Obviously, they traded Jalen Rieger, famously picked right before our beloved Justin Jefferson. Uh, now they're teammates, so it's uh, going to be interesting uh, to see how the Eagles go about replacing Rieger. Obviously, he wasn't a big part of their offense, and A.J. Brown more than is obviously better than him. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gotten him for so cheap. Uh but, yeah, the Eagles going there quiet. It's going to be a long day for Philadelphia. I think this, I'll, gi- I'll give it to the Eagles, but it's going to be a very, very close game uh, that the Lions could end up winning. Uh, Patriots and Dolphins, I'm going to take Miami at home. Uh, I like what the Dolphins did this offseason, uh, bringing in Tyreek Hill. They still got Jalen Waddell. Tua, I think it's time for Tua to really kind of show up uh, if he's going to really develop in this league. Uh, which I think he's more than capable of doing. I think Tua is a, a good quarterback. He's obviously mobile. He's got a big arm. Now he's got a fast receiver to go down the field and get the ball. Um, the Dolphins obviously with a, had a pretty good defense uh, last year as well, and they have a pretty uh, okay O-line. I think Tua's really just going to have to work with Mike Gusecki, Jalen Waddle, uh, Tyreek Hill. They have a pretty good Mac field there of Raheem Mostert uh, and Chase Edmonds are both going to be working with him. Tua's got weapons at his disposal. I think it's Tua's time to show up. I like him taking a week one victory at home against uh, Mac Jones in New England. Ravens and Jets, I'm going to take the Ravens all day long. Lamar Jackson, obviously with the news uh, recently, he's not getting his contract extension this year. I think he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder and show he's worth that contract extension to Baltimore. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson's about to have one heck of a season, one of the best dual threat seasons we've ever seen, obviously in the likes of him and Michael Vick kind of being the two most explosive runners uh, the league has ever known. Uh, give me the Ravens on the road over the Jets pretty handedly there. Uh, another interesting matchup this weekend, we had uh, Jacksonville traveling to Washington take on the Commanders. 
I'm going to take the Commanders at home, even though I think Jacksonville is going to show off the money they spent this offseason, obviously bringing in uh, many people feel overpaid, Christian Kirk. Uh, they have Travis Etienne back and healthy. I think Jacksonville is going to make some noise, but I think uh, Washington at home, they also got some upgrades. Obviously, Carson Wentz, not a great quarterback by any metric. Of late, at least, he was pretty good with the Eagles. I know he almost had an MVP season their Super Bowl year. Um, and so he's an upgrade from Taylor Heineke. And now they got this whole backfield situation where Antonio Gibson wasn't the starter, and now their rookie had an unfortunate incident where he was uh, injured in a shooting. Uh, but I think they're going to pull it out. I think Commanders at home is a pretty good pick. Uh, another one, though, Jacksonville could come in and win, but I think this will be another tightly contested close game, maybe a little sloppy on the turnovers, being that both offenses aren't projected to be too great. Uh, but I'll take the Commanders at home if I'm doing a pick em league. Uh, Browns and Panthers, obviously a very interesting uh, storyline here. Baker Mayfield playing the team that just traded him. Uh, and the Browns now have Jacoby Brissett with the suspension of Deshaun Watson for 12 weeks. I'm <clears throat> interested to see how this plans out. I think the Panthers have a decent roster around Baker Mayfield, who's a huge upgrade over Sam Darnold in my eyes. Maybe not the elite upgrade you need, but he's better than Darnold. That's kind of where he... You kind of just got to take it one step at a time if you're a franchise like the Panthers. Uh, with Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, I think he's they got some weapons to use there, and I think as long as uh, Baker can stay upright, I think uh, the Panthers Panthers could be a decent team. I don't think they're going to be a playoff-caliber team. Uh, I will take the Panthers to beat the Browns at home. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has always been a decent quarterback, but there's a reason he's kind of been a traveling career backup, and I think uh, Baker Mayfield's going to show him up this weekend. Uh, Colts and Texans, I uh, expect this to be one of the more lopsided games. I'm excited to see the Colts. It's one of my favorite AFC teams, personally. Uh, Matt Ryan's always been a great quarterback in my eyes. I think he's an upgrade to them over Carson Wentz. Uh, they obviously have Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Mo Alley-Cox, their big tight end. And obviously, the, the workhorse Jonathan Taylor is going to take some pressure off of Matt Ryan. And they have a really good offensive line to keep him upright, along with a good defense to support them. I think the Colts could be a team to win the uh, AFC South, and I think they're going to roll week one over the Texans here. If you're doing a survivor pool or a pick league, that would be my pick right there is probably the Colts over the Texans. Uh, Giants and Titans, uh, being told from uh, personal sources I had down in Nashville that there is a lot of Eli Manning jerseys uh, roaming uh, Main Street down in Nashville there uh, already uh, in uh, anticipation for the game on Sunday. Uh I'm going to take the Titans, however, even though no matter how many Giants fans show up, uh, Derrick Henry is going to run all over their defense. Daniel Jones is going to have a hard time against the Titans' defense, even though I think uh, having Saquon back and uh, will be a factor for the Giants, it's not going to be enough. Uh, Chiefs and Cardinals, I think this is the most fun matchup of the weekend outside of Vikings and Packers. you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Kyler Murray. They both kind of got great things going on. The Chiefs, kind of like the Packers, now their receiving core is kind of up for grabs. Obviously, they got Juju Smith-Schuster there. Uh, Meikle Hardman's an interesting guy to have. They just drafted Sky Moore. they got some names to use, and they still got the big guy, Travis Kelsey. Uh, their backfield's a little bit of a question mark with uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, and they also uh, traveling to Arizona, who's got their own issues. Obviously, uh, DeAndre Hopkins suspended six weeks. Brought in Hollywood Brown uh, from Baltimore in a kind of a surprise draft night trade to many. Uh, then they also have James Conner still in their backfield, but lost Chase Edmonds. Still have Zach Ertz. Decent defense, decent O-line. 
I think this is going to be an interesting game to watch. Could be another very, very close game, not one I would want to pick in a survivor pool. I'll take the Chiefs on the road just with the Mahomes factor. I think he's just far and above the best quarterback in the NFL right now until proven otherwise. Kyler can ball out. I think Kyler will have a good, decent day and keep the Cardinals in it, but I think at the end of the day, Mahomes is just going to be the better quarterback and lead his team to lead the offense to a victory and put the ball where it needs to be to uh, get him out of Arizona with a win. Uh, fun matchup here in a very, what we anticipate to be tightly contested AFC West. Uh, Raiders going to L.A. to play the Chargers. Uh, obviously, Devontae Adams, the big acquisition for the Raiders there this year. Uh, a lot of questions up in the air with Josh Jacobs. They now just drafted Zamir White. Uh, so some change in the guard could be happening in, o- or in Oakland, in Las Vegas uh, now uh, for how it might be rolling over there. I will take the Chargers at home, however. I think the Chargers are a Super Bowl sleeper this year. Justin Herbert's gotten better every year. He's still got Austin Eckler, who racked up 1,700 yards and 20 touchdowns last year. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are two great receivers. Uh, I think the Chargers, and they have a, you know now have added Cleo Mack and uh, have some other really nice pieces like Derwin James and Joey Bosa on their, def- on their defense. Is going to be a tough team to beat, and they're a Super Bowl sleeper for me. I'm going to take the Chargers. I would take them, if you're going to bet on the game, I would take the uh, Chargers by three and a half. I think they should win this game pretty handedly. Uh, Derek Carr obviously has proven, much like Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, to be a very capable quarterback, but maybe not the most elite of quarterbacks. And I get it. You know, I'm, I understand that argument. And so I will take Justin Herbert, who I think is probably a – Top five quarterback in the NFL right now. Sunday night football, we get a fun one. We get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Dallas to play the Cowboys. Uh, Dallas, obviously, without uh, number two wide receiver Michael Gallup, going to be relying on uh, rookie Jalen Tolbert to step up and uh, move into a wide receiver two role right away, and I think he's a good enough player to do that. However, if... uh, if old man Tom, if old man Tom's going to show up and show up properly, I think uh, Buccaneers are going to take this game in Dallas. I think it's going to be a very close game, a very fun game to watch for Sunday night football, kind of week one. Everybody's going back to work the next day. A great game to watch Sunday night. Um, but I will take Tampa on the road. And then we get our uh, Monday night spectacular. We get uh, the newly revamped Denver Broncos returning to Seattle with quarterback Russell Wilson, who was obviously traded this offseason. Uh, I will take the Broncos pretty handedly in this one. I don't think Geno Smith or uh, Drew Locke are going to compete much with this team. I love the Broncos offense, Javante Williams, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. I think they got some really nice pieces on offense, and that defense for them was pretty good last year too. Now they got a guy that, a quarterback that can lead their offense, has been to a Super Bowl, that's kind of, you know, done it all for the Seahawks and I was kind of just on the back half of his career and going to try to do it again before it's time to hang it up. Uh, so I will take the Broncos pretty handily on that current Vegas spread on that one is six and a half points in favor of Denver. I will take Denver pretty handedly in that one as well. Uh, like I said, week one Vikings Packers, not much more to say. Uh, everybody around Minnesota knows what it means. Everybody's been talking their smack all week, all over Twitter. And I'm sure in person as well, uh, everybody, you know, a lot of people being Packer fans around the twin cities, metropolitan area here in Minnesota. Uh, I look forward very much to the game. Uh, like I said, please say hello. If you see me out in public, I love interacting with fans, uh, with fellow fans. I should say fans of me. I have a very small following. I understand. Uh, best of luck to the Vikings this weekend. Best of luck to all of you and your endeavors. We love you very much. Thank you for your support of the Variety Sports Network. Go Vikes.